the customer is always right. Most of the time. Half the time? Three quarters of the time? Enough of the time. This is Phil, and you're listening to The Lip. Hello there, it's Phil. One more time talking to you on The Lip. This particular subject is one that I find aggravating, nauseating, disturbing, but it's one that everybody has to deal with from time to time. Bad service. Disclaimer. 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 I happen to have worked in the service industry, both in convenience and in the automotive industry. Thus, I have seen both sides of the coin being the customer who was wronged in some egregious way that could only be fixed by act of God, and being the employee slash manager who had to handle a situation that was either unacceptable to the customer or not entirely company policy. These are all the little things that I had to deal with from time to time. I unfortunately again said I had to deal with both sides of the coin. But this episode is going to be mostly focusing on my personal experiences and how I have dealt with bad service from industries that pride themselves on having nothing but good service. Stellar performance from all their employees from time to time. Yeah, right. Let's face it. Nobody's perfect except for Kurt Henning. That means you're going to walk into a store from time to time and you're not going to get the service that you expect or by the standard of the company deserve. All you can do is roll with it. Not really. There are things you can do in order to get the service that you need and expect. After all, you are spending your money So why should you have to deal with anything other than quality for what you're paying for? At the same note, remember, the saying is very true. You do get what you pay for. So expect to get bad service if you're not necessarily in an area or in a business that is going to be offering you the highest of quality. And on that note as well, If you go to a five-star restaurant, you expect pristine everything. Tables, the mannerisms of the waiters and waitresses, the whole staff to be the utmost of professional. But of course, you're also paying top dollar to get all these things. You have to keep that in mind. What you're paying for has a definite impact on the service you're going to receive good, bad, or indifferent, most of the time. There are those situations where, however, people just have bad days, even at the finest of establishments. So you have to take the human factor into consideration as well. On both your, on both the fact that the server could be having a bad day, and you never know. You could have just gotten bad news and just been all bent out of shape going into the establishment and just looking for something to make you upset. That can also contribute to bad service. Situations that I've seen, I've seen both. I've seen a lot of different things, especially when it comes to service. 
not that I'm saying that I've seen everything, but I've certainly seen enough to make a very interesting topic out of it. And most people out there have also seen good things and bad things and bad things and good things from the service that they've received in both high-level and low-level places. What can you do? You look at it. You try to resolve the issue. If the issue is resolved, you continue. If the issue isn't resolved, you may never go back to the place again. Now you have to also ask yourself this question. Is the item, the service that you're going to try to procure at this particular establishment something that is so important that you absolutely have to have it, regardless how good or bad the service is? That too plays a factor as well. Let's say it's something that you can't live without. Maybe you have a really bad doctor. <laughs> that could be something that you absolutely need to do. But you don't necessarily care for the service. Things happen. Ding, ding, ding. Main event time. Main event time. Once again, I throw my disclaimer out there again. I happen to have been in the service industry for approximately nine years in both convenience, grocery, and in automotive. I happen to have been in management in both automotive and convenience for a combined, let's say, rough estimate, five to six years. So I've certainly had experience with dealing with hostile customers when they were feeling that they were slighted in some way, and at the same time, I've also been the customer who has been slighted, but fortunately, because of my experiences on both sides of the proverbial counter and management, as well as being a regular employee of these establishments, I have a better way of understanding exactly what's going on and how to resolve the issue in a manner that is most beneficial to me. And when it comes right down to it, when you're talking about the service industry, truth be known, we all have to be a little selfish because the only reason why we're actually in the establishment to begin with is to serve some purpose that we require, need, or desire, or else we wouldn't be in that particular area, establishment, building, whatever it is. We wouldn't be there had it not been something that we wanted, be it for entertainment purposes, be it for food purposes, be it for maintenance on a vehicle, home, or even your person, if you say had to go to a doctor's appointment. All these things play into factors that are ultimately self-serving when it comes to the service industry. Let's begin from my personal experience at a fast food restaurant. One of the big franchises. It saddens me to think about this because I'm a very simple person when it comes to my food. I am extraordinarily bland, most people would say, but at the same time, I'm extremely picky in what I eat. But to make a long story short, too late. I'm the guy who's going to make your day when it comes to ordering something because I'm going to order what I order at the very simplest level, the most basic possible way you could make whatever it is that's pretty much how I order things for example at this particular fast food restaurant I walked in and was hoping to get 
my basic simple order. It's not too long ago, maybe two, three years. So I'm still in the process of my super uber ultra healthy eating lifestyle, which I'm maintaining for the most part as best I can to this day. And so at this fast food restaurant, my options are relatively limited beyond that point as well. I'm simply seeking protein. That's it, protein, at the most basic rudimentary levels. That's all I want is protein. The cleanest possible thing I can get at this particular establishment is chicken. And they make a grilled chicken sandwich. Perfect. I'm not one of those people who's going to be over anti-carb, so I'll eat the bread. That's not a problem for me. In fact, I want the bread, but I don't want anything else on it. I just simply want chicken, bread. That's it. You can't possibly ask for an easier sandwich to make. How hard is it? Again, disclaimer, I've worked in the fast food industry. I've made different sandwiches from elaborate burgers to simple wraps. I can certainly tell you that there's certainly nothing difficult about taking one bun, taking one piece of chicken, putting it on one bun, putting it on the top, and wrapping it, handing it over. Easiest thing you're going to do all day. Really, it is. No questions asked. The absolute easiest thing you're going to do all day. Wouldn't you know that after I go in there and I ask him for my very, very simple order, I can't possibly imagine that you could mess this up. So, I don't check it. I go home. I live, at the time, two minutes away from this establishment. I get home. I unwrap it. And there it is. Absolutely every single possible topping that you could potentially put on this grilled chicken sandwich is on there. And it looks like they even put extra. All I could do is scratch my head. How is it possible that I give you the simplest order that you're going to get all day and yet you mess it up? I don't get it. So, fortunately, I live close enough to the establishment to hop back in the car, bring the sandwich back, run through the drive through this time because I'd rather not get out because I'm a little irritated that I had to leave my house for a second time. <sighs> Go through the drive through explain the situation. I simply wanted a grilled chicken sandwich. Nothing on it. Okay, fine. We go up. I didn't even say plain. I said nothing on it. Just the grilled chicken. Get up to the window. Hand them the one I had already had. Their protocol, throw it away. And they make me a new one. Again, I'm trusting that the human condition is a lot better than I could possibly imagine. Going back to one of my favorite movies, Snatch. Vinnie Jones elegantly put it, never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. And however, in this particular instance, I did. Both the uh, people at the establishment and my own, because I chose not to check this sandwich out again. And I proceed to drive home the next two minutes, get home, open it up. And it's exactly the same thing, but it's a completely different sandwich because I recognized that it was 
definitely not the one that they originally gave me. This is one that they remade. It was actually hotter than the one that I had before. But it still had every single conceivable possible thing on. And so, furrowing my eyebrows, getting extraordinarily upset, I get back into the car, and for a third time, I go back to this highly reputable, highly reputable establishment for fast food that has been around for years and years and years. Go back through the line one more time, tell them a third time that at this point I want my money back because this is ridiculous that I had to come back a third time for the most basic thing. Spoke to the manager. The manager quickly said, oh, I'm sorry. What exactly did you want? And yet again, I explained. Meat bread, chicken. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. The easiest potential thing you could have all day long. It's all I want. It's all I want. But of course, perhaps being so basic and being so simple that it was probably the hardest thing they had to do as opposed to the easiest because they just couldn't comprehend the simplicity of what I wanted. And of course, like baseball, Three times you're up, you get up there, you swing the bat, you miss the ball once, strike. You miss the ball twice, strike two. You miss the ball a third time, now you're out, getting back to the dugout. And wouldn't you know that they gave me my money back fortuitously enough, and here comes the sandwich again, and I figure after speaking to the manager directly and having been there a third time, they couldn't possibly have gotten it wrong, and sure enough, they did. Incomprehensible. I don't understand. And again, that was one of the worst services I've ever received from a fast food restaurant. And this particular chain and this particular store in general. Whew, my goodness. It just makes my head hurt thinking about it. But, again, what are you going to do? I didn't check it any of those times, but I've got my money back at least. And I used that money to go somewhere else and actually get what I wanted and get it correctly. It took me probably half an hour, 45 minutes, but finally I did get what I was looking for. Some sort of clean chicken from somewhere. Not where I intended it, but I did get it. Next place that I ended up getting absolutely abysmal service. And this place doesn't help at all in the claim that I've said before I moved into my new house that you can't possibly get good pizza in Pennsylvania, which fortunately enough, a place around my new home actually proved my point completely wrong. Sure enough, the people who make that good pizza happened to have had an origin in New Jersey and they learned how to actually do it right. So they don't really count because they're really New Jersey pizza and well, that's just the best pizza you can get. I digress. This particular place that I had gone to, again, probably in the last two, three years, wanted to get dinner for myself and the kids. Nice cheat day. Gotta have it, because if you don't, you'll lose your mind. And my ultimate cheat day is pizza. So I had to try this place, which was relatively close to where I was living now at this time. At this time, about two years ago. I've heard a lot of things about this particular instant, this particular place, and so as a pizza fan, I have to try it because 
some part of me does feel that there is a bit of uh, Luke Skywalker talking about Darth Vader. There is still good left in them. So just maybe, just maybe I can find some place that actually does make good pizza in Philadelphia. Just maybe. There just might be some good pizza in Philadelphia. And maybe this place is it. Nah. I have no idea. This could have been the best pizza place that has ever existed. But as a person who has indulged on more than one pizza from multiple states, I can certainly tell you that I have very, very low patience for what I consider to be poor pizza. And more so, even less patience for what I consider to be poor service from pizza. That's almost a worse sin, in my opinion, than Judas taking the silver for Jesus. Because I've gone to multiple pizza places and I've gotten outstanding service. Even if the pizza was bad, at some places, they even made up for it. They did things that were just over the top, saying, I'm sorry, I can't believe that this happened. We're going to make it right. And all those places actually did make it right. This place... Oh my goodness. This may have been one of the worst services I ever had in my entire life. Anywhere. Not talking about just pizza, but period. And I'm putting this one at this level of my program because I think it belongs here because it's still in the food section. However, this place was off the charts awful. Now, let me see if I can describe to you the whole situation. Again, I was going to get dinner for myself and the kids. And here I go, trying out this new pizza place that I had never been to before. Not a Sicilian pie, but a square pie. I'm going to leave it at that. I go in, the kids wanted some pepperoni, and I am, again, like I said, the most basic, plain person you could ever ask for, so of course I want just a regular cheese pie. Got it. They tell me it's going to be 20 minutes. No problem. I can wait 20 minutes. That's about standard fare. So here I go, wait the 20 minutes, leave my house. Again, it's in the same general area as that fast food restaurant. So I'm only within two to three minutes of that particular pizza place. So I go. I get there, and they said, I'm here to pick up my pizza. I'm Phil. Two pies? Guy looks at me a little funny. Like, Did you order from us? Looking at him and hearing his voice, it's the same person that I spoke to on the phone. And I'm like, yeah, you told me 20 minutes. What was your order? He furrowed his brow, looking through his papers that he had for orders. And I told him what it was again. A pepperoni and a plane. He went through his notes and said, oh man, I forgot to write it down. Right then, I should have just left. I should have just saved myself the aggravation and just left. 
He said, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I can make them up for you right now. It's just going to be 20 minutes, 25 minutes, because I have a couple orders in front of you. In my mind, I'm like, well, you told me 20 minutes 20 minutes ago, and now you're telling me 25 minutes for an order that you didn't even take down that you should have after I called you. What you should have done is just stopped everything and made my food right then. That would have made me happy, and I'd have left. A happy man. Instead, I said, oh, okay, I'll just go back home and come back in like 10 minutes and wait the rest of the time. Tell the kids not going to be eating quite as soon as we thought we were. And so I go home. I come back. I get my composure back a little bit. Go back over there with five minutes to spare out of the 25 that he had told me. And he said, how about that? It's actually done a little earlier than I thought it was. Was able to get to it. And I'm thinking, okay, there's an upside. They made up for the mistake. No problem. I'm taking the pizza and I'm going to go. Paid the man. I don't remember what it was. Doesn't really matter. Although, towards the end of the story, it kind of will. And so I go home. I take those two pizzas. I open up the first one. It's pepperoni, but there's a little thing funny going along with it. Now, mind you, I had been ordering pizzas for 20 years. I was taught by the people who owned pizzerias exactly how to handle a pizza, especially when it comes out of the oven. So I know, keep it level. I know, put it in a spot where it's going to stay balanced in your car if you're driving at home. I know to maintain that, that focus and balance so that everything stays the way it should. And I did all those things. Didn't even stop hard a single time to get home so there was no jerking around with the pizza. Plus, I always put the seatbelt around the pizza. Yeah, I put the seatbelt around the pizza to make sure that it doesn't move. So this pizza was completely unaffected by anything I did. Yet, when I opened it up, all the cheese and all the pepperoni had slid all the way down through the box. Where these guys were messing around with the stuff before, I got there and made it slide all around and just did a terrible job handling their own product. <sighs> I'm getting really mad. But that's okay in my mind. I'm... It's already been 40 minutes when I should have had these kids fed and myself fed. So I start handing out their pizza. Then I open up the other one. It's mine. And wouldn't you know, yet again, the most basic pizza in the world, and they mess it up. I'm standing right in front of you, and I'm telling you, one pepperoni, one plain. And they give me another pepperoni. So I have two pepperoni. I am diabolical. I, I just, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I'm beside myself. I've lost my mind. Because not only have I had to wait 40 minutes instead of 20 minutes to get these pizzas, but one of them looks like trash and the other one's wrong. So, I can't take them back because the kids need to eat. It's now, time-wise, it's getting late, so they need to eat. So, I just kept the bad pizza there. I took the one back, and I went to the restaurant and said, yo, 
this is wrong. I wanted a plain and a pepperoni, and you gave me two pepperoni. The guy's like, oh, oh, man, I'm sorry. I can't believe this. Do you want me to make another one? It's going to take another 20 minutes. I'm like, no, I don't want, no, I, I don't want it. And then I was so upset, like, we'll give you a credit for the pizzas. And I'm like, you know what? No, I don't even want a credit. I don't want this pizza in my house. You can keep this garbage. I gave him the box with the bad pizza in it. And I told him, I'm so mad. I don't even want my money back. Just keep my money. Keep it. Keep it. You win. I was so mad that I had to wait 40 minutes to get two pizzas that were terrible. And one of them was completely wrong. That I just said, buddy, you can just keep my money because you're never going to get any more of it. I don't want your credit. I don't want you to remake the pizza. I don't want you to remake the pizza and give me the credit. I just want you to keep your money and I'm just going to leave. And I was out whatever money that was and I was really mad. And extraordinarily frustrated to the point where I never ate at that pizza place again. And unfortunately for them... They didn't realize that I was also one of those uh, Google people who um, who critic thing, who criticize things, and I hammered them pretty good. So I gave them a bad review, and I left it at that. This is the first time that I'm actually speaking about it since that time. And as a result, my blood pressure probably went up about 50 points because it still makes me aggravated to think about it. And ugh, that was probably one of the worst services I've ever had. And I still just, ugh, to this day, it just makes me sick. On the note of being sick, I certainly wish I could have thrown up on the faces of the people who were supposed to have delivered the furniture to my new house. My goodness, if I thought that pizza was bad, the furniture option was just as bad, if not worse. Start off by buying extraordinarily expensive furniture for the new house in order to make it look good. New house, new furniture. It all makes sense, correct? Correct. You know what they say, happy wife, happy life. She liked it, I liked it. Everything was beautiful. We go to this unnamed furniture store and I can certainly tell you that I will never name this place because even giving them bad publicity would be giving them publicity and I don't want to give them any at all. I'm just so upset that the service is so bad it had to be part of the show or else I wouldn't be talking about it at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. So, I go with my wife and kids to order these leather couches and a chair the living room also wanted to order some furniture for the kids a couple of beds in fact three beds one for each of the kids and some dressers for the girls and a dresser for the boy and a side table for him as well so we just loaded this whole house up with new furniture for the rooms and while we were there the customer service representative, who will rename nameless and not even gender identified, <laughs> told us that, well, we can absolutely 100% get you the couches. They're going to be out 
almost immediately. I believe it was within three days we got the couches. Issue was going to be there. No problems. We we'll got them. All we have to do is talk to the warehouse and we'll get the delivery set up for you. No problem. Okay, fine. Now, as far as the beds for the kids, that's a little different story. They're not in our warehouse. We're going to have to wait a little while to have those shipped to you. Probably a month. Wow, month. Still acceptable because we're renting and we have our lease still viable. So we're still going to be in this place for another couple months anyway. So we can live without that furniture for a couple of months. No big deal. Turns out it's time for them to deliver the couches. Within maybe a couple days of the couches being delivered, we get an email saying, Oh, we're sorry. We're not going to be able to deliver them on the day that we promised, but we'll be able to deliver them to you the next day. No big deal. I'm off work both of those days. I'll still be able to be there and accept the merchandise. No problem. The next day, Another email comes up and saying, oh, we're sorry about the first email. We actually are going to be able to deliver them on the day promised. No problem. I'm cool. Had no plans, and that was what I was planning on doing anyway, was getting the furniture on the day originally promised. Now, a third day comes up, and it says, well, yeah, we were right before. It is going to be the day after. Okay. So you now flip-flop three different times, two different days. But it's still within reason. So I can live with it. So now I'm making plans for the day of the original delivery. And I have nowhere to be on the next day. So I'm going to take advantage of that next day and wait for the furniture. Here I am. About... 11 o'clock in the morning the day the furniture was originally supposed to be delivered and we receive a phone call it's a delivery truck and they say well we're here to drop off your furniture we're only going to be here for 15 minutes I look at my wife and say wait didn't they tell us that the furniture was supposed to be here tomorrow and she said, yes. She went back and forth with the guys trying to hold them there for 20 minutes. Mind you, the place that we're renting is approximately half an hour away from the house that we're buying. So now I jump into the car, run down 95, probably about 95 miles an hour, get there within 20 minutes, and the guys have left. Now... They had only been gone for five minutes by the time I got to the house. So I made a phone call to their distribution center and said, Hey, you told us that this stuff was coming tomorrow, but yet I got a phone call saying that it was at my house 15 minutes ago. And they said, Yes, we're sorry about that. It's still on the truck. So they had only been gone at that time, maybe 20 minutes down the road. So there's no reason that they couldn't have just turned around and dropped my stuff off. So I said, I'll be here waiting. You reroute that truck and have it come back because my stuff is still on it. 
and they've only been gone a few minutes. And there's nowhere near the distribution center, so there's no reason why they can't come back and drop it off. And so I'm standing there, and I'm waiting, and an hour goes by, two hours go by, three hours go by. I call three or four times, and they said, oh, they're back at the distribution center. Now I'm already starting to turn green and rip apart my purple pants. Because at this point, they had been gone for three or four hours when they were only half an hour away from my house when they could have just turned around and brought the stuff. Went back and forth with their distribution manager, called the store, got highly upset to the point where I had just was about to just say, forget all the merchandise, don't even want it anymore because this back and forth is stupid. And then they finally convinced me and my wife that they will in fact bring the stuff the next day. And so I go there, back to the house the next day. Wouldn't you know, it snowed. And not just a little bit, but we got about six or eight inches. It was enough where it was a significant snowfall. And now these guys are bringing my leather couch in the house that we just bought, just had cleaned, in the snow. Of course, they drag all the furniture in the house with snow all underneath it, making my floors wet. Just making me so aggravated to the point where I don't know what to do because I don't know if I can be mad at these guys because I don't know if these are the specific guys who were supposed to have dropped it off the day before because I never actually met them in person. So my anger had to just die down a little bit because I really didn't have anybody to blame. Of course, at this point in time, I'm highly upset because they only bought the couches. They didn't have the chair because they said that the chair was damaged. So I had to wait some more time for the chair to show up. At this point, my frustration is still getting really high. I don't want the chair at all. But my wife convinced me to just tell them to let them bring it. And it did, in fact, show up maybe two weeks later. Then maybe a month after that situation had arised, they tell us that they had the furniture for the beds and they finally show up with the beds. Now those were actually later than they had said as well. So now they're delivering the beds and they deliver those late too. I'm irritated, but at least they showed up the day they were supposed to. Now the beds showed up, the dresser and the side table for my son, all that was here when they had said it was supposed to be, but then they said, we're having a problem with the dressers for the girls, they came off the ship and they were damaged. So we got to push it off. I was like, all right, I'll give you a couple times in my mind, not telling them that in person. We'll see how long it takes. By this point, we've already moved into the house and we're going on two months now that the furniture hadn't shown up because they had called twice and said, well, Still not here yet. And one time they told us, oh, it was damaged again off the boat. So now I'm thinking, all right, if this stuff shows up, it's a win. But in my mind, I'm not thinking it's going to. Here comes a text message or an email. I can't remember which one it was. And they had said, your furniture is on the way. Cool. We get the dressers for the girls. They show up. I'm in my bedroom, relaxing. My wife's up in the front. She goes out and starts looking at the stuff. 
wouldn't you know, she watched the drivers bring it in. They did everything that they were supposed to bring it in. They pulled it off. They opened it up because they're supposed to let us see it before they bring it into the house. And the driver took a look at it and said, Oh, miss, I, I can't give this to you. And she was like, What do you mean? We'll take it. And then he showed her that the stuff was damaged. The furniture that they had just brought was damaged. It wasn't the fault of the drivers because... They didn't drop it off the truck. They just walked it out calmly. And they were the ones who noticed the damage to begin with. So my wife made the phone call. I was irate when she showed me. And together we made the decision to just send it all back. We don't want it. No money. We're not paying for it. Keep it. Done. Over with. That was a long, drawn-out experience that I hope to never repeat. Thus, we will never be using that particular company again. Word to the wise. I'll honestly say that if you ever have a situation where delivery people or merchandise that you're supposed to receive tells you that it's going to be delayed more than once, what you should do is cut bait immediately. Save yourself the stroke and just not accept it for any reason at all. Move past, get something else, save yourself the energy and actual life force that flows through your body because it's only going to aggravate you to an earlier grave than you would have already been at. And on that note, I'm done talking about horrible customer service and I'm gonna talk to you about one where the customer was not right. Something to lighten the mood and lower my blood pressure a little bit, because I'm getting a little on edge. Here I was, working at a convenience store as a manager, and my employee was working behind the counter, making a sandwich for this fine, fine, honorable customer, who happened to be berating my employee at every whim, staring at her directly as she was making the sandwich going off, saying, no, too much lettuce, no, not enough tomato, no, put some more onion on it, no, I didn't want salt or pepper, redo it, blah, 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 this lady kept going over and over and over and over and just tearing my, so my employee up, so, let me set the stage for what I did, there was an opening between the deli and the rest of the store, and I walked through that looked straight, didn't look at my employee, didn't look at the customer, walked right past the customer and just beyond where my employee was standing. So I was probably two feet, three feet past my employee, not looking at my employee, not facing the customer, facing the wall. So I wasn't talking to anybody in particular, but I was talking to everyone who could hear me. And fortunately, it was just that customer and my employee. I then put my hands behind my back as I looked up at the ceiling to make sure that I wasn't facing anybody at all. And I made the simple comment, man, the worst thing that somebody can do is aggravate somebody who's making their food. And then I just 
put my hands behind my back and walked back to my office. Caught out of the corner of my eye, my employees start to smile, and the customer completely shut their mouth, said nothing else the rest of the time they were in the store. Just absolutely beautiful. The customer got the point. The employee enjoyed that little defense, and everyone lived happily ever after. That was one of my favorite moments while working in that particular convenience store. I relived that one over and over and over again in my mind. And it makes me remember that, you know what? Even though I've been wronged a few times in customer service, just maybe, just maybe, there might have been a time where those customer, where the, uh, the people at the store might have thought that I was being a jerk. And they weren't wise enough to manipulate the situation a little bit. Because the customer isn't always right. In this particular case, the customer absolutely was wrong. And without putting the customer under the bus or berating my employee, I just sort of created a little bit of levity, which made the whole thing just awkward enough so that the situation completely ended. And on that note, I ring the bell, main event over. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, it's the Spear of the Week. This time... It involves another fast food restaurant chain, a fairly big one. Turns out this particular chain had chosen that they were not going to be able to take cards because their machine broke down at the drive-thru, so it was cash only. And this particular day, oddly enough, only had the card. We've been using cash pretty regularly in the last couple months, so this oddity just was weird so I had to actually go into the store no big deal I walk in place my order wait for it and now as I'm waiting there was a kid in front of us and he had placed an order as well he had ordered a dark soda and some milkshake I believe where I was waiting for a light colored soda and the rest of my food Sure enough, one of the people in the back put my soda on the counter, and immediately the kid grabs my soda, takes a look at it, picks it up, and asks, is this his? Now, first of all, it had the number that I had uh, ordered underneath it, and he had ordered a dark cola. So why in the world are you picking up my clear soda? Obviously, it's not yours. This kid is going to get speared. Simple as that. He deserves the Spear of the Week because in this corona age that we're in right now, why would anybody want to touch somebody else's stuff? Why would anybody even want to take it? Now, mentally, it didn't matter to me too much because once that kid touched it, I was immediately going to throw it in the trash. Done. Over with. But the principle of the fact that you just walk up, look, knowing that you ordered something dark, pick up something clear and ask if it's yours, I can't imagine why you would do something like that. So without a doubt, this kid in this fast food restaurant is deserving of the Spear of the Week. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my blood pressure is starting to go down a little bit after giving myself a little bit of levity talking about people who absolutely were not right. Those customers who did things that certainly shouldn't have been done. 
as opposed to the servants who actually did things that were wrong. I don't know. Customer service, it's just such an art. Not everybody can get it right, but when you do get it right, it's magnificent, but when it is wrong, it is an absolute tragedy. I don't know what you people think about it, but I certainly can imagine a world where everything is free-flowing and people almost know what you want before you walk in there. We're not talking about Cheers, old TV series where everyone knows your name. Norm! But that's good customer service. Not talking about the bedside manner of everybody's favorite Dr. House. Hmm, not quite so great. But, all in all, service is what service is. You get good service, you get bad servers, and then it's just up to you to determine how you're going to handle either one. I enjoyed yet again talking to you all. Hit me up on Twitter, at PissedPhil, Phil with two L's. Instagram, PhilipHenderson5102. Love to hear your thoughts about servers that you've had or service that was not up to par. Or even the good stuff. That's also fun to hear. Makes things light. Makes things comfortable. Makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I know it does for me. Now, I'm going to end this note yet again with words of wisdom. And trust me, these ones definitely pertain to the subject matter. Here they come. It's pretty straightforward. When talking to someone at a restaurant, at a convenience store, at any type of service industry whatsoever, it's really obvious that when you're talking about bad service, these words hold true. The fact that you are listening to me doesn't mean you heard what I said. Let that sink in. The fact that you are listening to me doesn't mean you heard what I said. Clearly, in a lot of the cases that I spoke of, the customer service person was listening, but they certainly didn't hear a word of what I said. Thus, the service turned out to be horrible, and I ended up very upset. <sighs> but what are you going to do? You're going to tell stories. That's what I'm about to do on the next episode. Yes, a third set of stories. I've got plenty of them, and here comes a third installment. I hope that you're willing to listen to them and get entertained by them, as I will be entertained by telling them. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Phil, and you have just listened to The Lip.